Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1908, the topic is in-depth, and the title is Managing Life with Nutrition and Training Goals. I was thinking to myself um, earlier today that I was in a new stage of life in regards to the content that I tend to seek out for personal education. It was interesting that now I focus so heavily into how to better balance work, life, and personal health. What I want to learn more is, how do I take care of my loved ones, Meredith? How do I take care of myself? And then how do I take care of work? Uh, Now, my work is people, so I care very much because people trust me with their uh, a huge significant component of their life. And I want to be able to honor that trust and honor the significance of that and do a good job with providing the information they want and need in a timely manner. So my work is very important to me, as is you know, uh, facilitating and developing the relationship with Meredith and taking care of her needs, as well as taking care of my own. I want to be the best I can be in all areas, but it's very challenging because those those three often conflict. There are times in which I have to pick between the three. Now, I will always pick Meredith and myself over work. Sorry for my clients, but I encourage you to do the same. Uh, the reason why is because if, if Meredith is not healthy and happy, I'm not going to be healthy and happy, and I'm not going to do a very good job at my job. <laughs> so, uh, if, if she's not feeling well or doing well, if I'm not feeling well or doing well, then I just can't do my job anyhow. So I do need to take care of myself in order to be my best self, to give of my best self. And then when there are things between Meredith and I, it's always you know case-by-case basis. Is If there's something I need and something she needs and they're both at the same time, if mine can be put off, I'll put mine off. If mine can be modified or changed in a way, then I will. If I need to ask and say, hey, you know, I have this in mind for me. Is it okay if we do your thing later? Or is it okay if we do your thing in in this way? I'll ask and communicate, and we'll find a a happy medium. So the balance between Meredith's needs and my needs is its own uh, component. Um, And then balancing those two things with work is a challenge as well. And that's Eat, like, like those three elements aren't even the only elements. Like there's still crap you have to do in life, uh, you know, for all the other things in life that are, are demanding of your efforts and time. But that is where I find myself now is is I I still seek out in regards to what my my job is in regards to what I seek out information for. It it can kind of boil it down into three categories just for the ease of the conversation in today's podcast is nutrition training and personal development. Now, personal development also for me includes business development. I find that I am the problem. (laughs) So if I want business to go well, it's usually something that I need to do better at that will help that. And then also if I want to learn other elements like um, learning more about financial uh, investments and financial health, like that's a personal development kind of thing. Uh, So in general, the content that I seek out is nutrition training In personal development. Those are the three things that I could categorize as individual categories 
with often a lot of things that fall inside of that. Now, through the stages of life, I found that when I was 16 to 18 years old, so I started I started my fitness journey when I was 15. I, I had a play, I was playing around with a friend, we were kind of teasing each other, and they said, hey, at least I'm not fat. And I was like, damn, you know, I don't like that they said that about me, that it, that it seemed to be true uh, in the sense that they could say it. Like, they wouldn't have thought of it if it wasn't true. And I, I remember thinking to myself, it's like, ah, crap, you know, I am, I am pudgy. At the time, I was 5'8", 165, no visible veins, fat rolls everywhere. <laughs> uh, I was very fat, 165. And I went home that day. It was actually my 15th birthday. And I went home and I was like, I don't like that somebody can call me something and have it be true, but have it be something that I don't want to be called. So it's, it's my fault that I allowed it to be true. So, screw this. <laughs> I set a goal of doing push-ups and sit-ups every night. The idea at 15 years old was that doing push-ups would help me build chest muscles. So if I did push-ups, I would get a big chest like Arnold Schwarzenegger. If I did sit-ups, I would lose all the fat on my belly and have six-pack abs. So I look back now, and I'm like, that's hysterical uh, to think that the same type of effort was going to get two different outcomes. (laughs) So exercising my chest was going to build my chest, but exercising my abs was going to make them get rid of body fat. It was just ridiculous to think of that. Um, But, you know, you're 15, what do you know? Now... At that time, training was what I wanted to learn the most about. I would read magazines. We got internet when I was like 17, so I started downloading videos off Oryx Muscle in the Iron Asylum. I mean, those were like the first things I ever watched. Uh, was like training videos where Dave Palumbo, the owner of Oryx Muscle, would interview a bodybuilder, and they would do a voiceover over top of a video of that bodybuilder working out. Those were like the best things in the world. I still to this day absolutely love those videos and love that format you learn so so much in those videos just a 20 30 minute video i would learn so so much so i would watch those videos i would read my mom and dad would take me to walmart once a month and i would get muscle and fitness magazine and muscular development magazine Uh, At first, it was muscle and fitness, I think, and then like men's health. And then I switched from men's health to muscular development. Uh, But I would get those magazines. They only came out once a month. I would get them. I'd read them, you know, front to back that night, both of them. (laughs) And then I'd wait 29 more days till I could get another one. Uh, It was very frustrating. But I would go through. I would try every routine in the books. I would read about supplements, read about nutrition. And my goal was just consume, 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 consume with the intent of what can I learn about training so I can build muscle and lose fat. That was the first kind of two years. Then at 18 to 27, so a much larger range, I realized that what was really necessary was nutrition. I could train, 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 but if I wasn't eating right, I wasn't going to get anything I wanted. But if I ate right and even did half-assed training, I would get something. So that's when I switched to going from a health and phys ed degree. I got that as my undergrad and then decided to go do a master's in nutrition. I wanted to learn more about aesthetic and performance nutrition. 
Unfortunately, that was not what a master's in nutrition taught you. Very bummed about that. In the entirety of the course, to, to like become an RD and have a master's in nutrition, uh, there was only three credits for performance nutrition, and it was aerobic performance mostly, and there was zero classes, zero classes about aesthetic nutrition, how eating would make you look. That was super depressing because that was the number one focus that I liked. That was the thing that I trained clients for. That was what I loved. No education about that whatsoever. So when somebody has a master's in nutrition, they will know nothing about how to eat to look a certain way. Now, they'll eat, know how to eat to lose body fat, but that doesn't mean you're maximizing muscle tissue versus body fat to peak body composition. Uh, and it also doesn't mean they necessarily know how to prepare you for a bodybuilding show or things like that. All the things that I want to learn from my clients and for myself was not a, a, in that degree. Now, that was depressing, but also motivating. How was it motivating was I actually graduated with two of my teachers as my clients. So two of my teachers were working with me at the time so I could teach them about aesthetic nutrition as I was still learning about general health nutrition, uh, which would be what the Masters in Nutrition was for. So it was motivating in that even at only 24, 25 years old, I knew more than people who were in the industry because it was such a different niche of nutrition. Aesthetic nutrition is very different than general health nutrition. So it was exciting because I was like, man, if I continue to learn more, if I continue to experiment, this is something that a lot of people don't know. This is something that I can learn more of to motivate myself, learn more of to help other people. So I really loved that I would continue to dive deeper into nutrition content to learn more and more and more about performance nutrition specific to weight training and anaerobic performance and aesthetic nutrition. So from 18 to 27, that was kind of my big focus between the three things was focusing mostly on nutrition. Then from 27 to now, I opened my business, by the way, at 27. I opened Brutal Iron Gym at 27 years old. I'd already been personal training. I'd already been doing, you know, a bunch of jobs. Um, but they were all part-time things while I was going to school. But then when I opened Brutal Iron Gym, I was like, okay, this is a thing I need to be good at. Uh, you know, I just signed a loan for equipment. Signed a lease for a space. I was still teaching at the university for a couple more years after that. Uh, so I did have a good income there. But I also wanted this business to be successful because it was what I was truly passionate about. So I started reading more about business books and personal development. I didn't read my first business book till after I opened my business. That is definitely not the right way to go to that. Um, but thank you to my friend Paul for helping me get into that. Uh, he had me start with the book E-Myth Revisited, which was a great book. But it was funny because the book taught me that based on my personality and the, the, way in like, the way in which I like to do my job, that I shouldn't open a business. <laughs> so I was supposed to be a technician within the business, not the business owner, because as you own the business, you do less and less of what the business actually serves, and you do more management of bullcrap, complaining, and finances. So... It was funny that if I had read that book beforehand, I wouldn't have opened a business. Um, so it was probably good that I read it afterwards. But that was my focus from 27 to now. 
is I still read and watch nutrition and training videos, but I am mostly pursuing personal development and business development. Now, what I thought was interesting was when I was thinking through the changes over those years, those, those groups of years, of what information I sought out, it also coincided with a change in how I implemented that information. So what I mean by this is, for nutrition, when I was 16 to 18 years old, I thought eating food made me fat. So my main goal with food was to eat nothing. I skipped breakfast. I ate very little at lunchtime, kind of pushed food around my plate. But I would get a plate so that way you could be social and sit with friends. And um, it just made it less awkward than sitting there without food. So... I got food, but I didn't eat much of it. And then at night, I would eat dinner with my parents, but I wouldn't eat, you know, too, too much. I would eat enough that they didn't, you know, question me about things, and then I would go downstairs and I would work out. But that was my nutrition, was I ate as little as I possibly could. I was miserably hungry a lot of the times, but I would just exercise and exercise and exercise to get rid of the hunger. That was the main goal of nutrition was survive eating the least amount of food as possible. For training, it was actually kind of easy. I had school, I had work, but outside of those elements, I didn't really have any other responsibilities. You know, I'd do a little bit of chores here and there at the house, but I definitely had more time to get workouts in, so I would often do that after school or after work. I was never really a morning person. I still struggle to be a morning person, but I would come home after school, then maybe I would work out for two hours and then go do chores, or I'd come home from school, go do a job until eight or nine at night, then stay up till midnight working out, but I would always get my workouts in. Uh, From 16 to probably about 19, almost 20 years old, if I missed a day of working out, it might be 10 days a whole year. I very rarely ever took days off. I was just so just like driven. I wanted to crush it and make great progress. So I trained pretty much every day. But that was easy to get the training in. Now for personal development, it really wasn't on my radar. I tried to be my best self, um, you know, with what I would pick up from others or pick up from, you know, I would go to church and hear like lessons and things, but I never really sought that information out on my own from 16 to 18 years old. Then at 18 to 27, I was now in college. I was starting to work more, a little more responsibilities, definitely for sure, coming into life. Uh, so nutrition, I focused on easy-to-prep foods in the morning. What could I get up and, and make and eat in under 15 minutes? And then quick options during the day. What could I take with me that was quick or what was near me at different times of the day That was quick and easy. So I grew up in Pennsylvania, so there were sheets. And if I was at work, I would drive the sheets and get like a chicken sub. You try not to get, you know, extra dressings on there. Might even get double the meat if I could. But I would always be mindful of what was near me in order for me to be able to get my food in. Or if I was going to go somewhere that food wouldn't be near me, I would have to take it with me. So options during the day were always quick. And then I would cook at night. So I would typically cook my own food at night rather than getting like fast food or takeout or anything. It felt nice to have a warm, fresh meal at night at the end of the day. And how I managed 
my calories and protein during the day was I'd just basically add them up in my head all day. Now, when I was 16 to 18 and through this stage of 18 to 27, uh, more so like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So say 16 to 22, I carried a book with me that had all the calories, you know, grams of fats, carbs, protein, sodium, uh, all the vitamins, minerals, uh, cholesterol, all that stuff was in this book. It was roughly about five inches long, maybe three inches wide and like a, like a inch and a half deep (laughs) Uh, and I would carry that with me because at that time you there was no internet on cell phones so you couldn't just google the food like when you were eating it so I carried this book with me and I learned all the nutritional data about the foods I would eat on a regular basis I mostly paid attention to calories and protein because as it turns out that is kind of the most impactful things so I knew that at a very young age I knew that at 18 years old so I would count calories and protein in my head throughout the day to make sure I got to my targets, but also didn't go over those. Now, training was um, a little harder to get in, but I still very rarely ever missed a day. I would think, okay, how can I get my training in before work or before teaching or during work or late at night? So for a period of time, I would train in the morning, whether that was when I used to teach at the university. My first class was 8 a.m. that I taught. So I would get up at 5.30. I'd work out from 6 to 7.30, rinse off real quick, down a protein shake, and then teach at 8. When I was in my undergrad, I had a job where I would work uh, in the summers. Like, for example, I worked from 9 to 2, 9 to 1, and then I would take from 1 to 2 to work out and then worked from two to four, and then I had to go do some other jobs and other crap um, in the evenings. So the training time from one to two, my boss at the time was very nice, and she actually let me do that, and it didn't count as a lunch break or anything. I, um, <laughs> no offense to my coworkers at the time, but I outworked them all. So giving me the hour to go work, I still got more done than everybody else, <laughs> even though I was gone for an hour. Uh, so thank you to mom and dad for that work ethic. Uh, but I would work out during work. And then some days if I didn't get that in or something happened during school's semesters, if I needed to work out 11 o'clock at night or midnight, I would get that in. But I would start every day thinking, okay, given what's happening today, when will I fit my training in? When am I going to fit my workout in? And I would just answer that. I would find an answer to that question every single day. Personal development, it was still kind of the same. It, was, it wasn't it was on the radar. I was trying to be my best self, but I didn't really seek the information out. I just kind of learned when moments flashed up and opportunities arose. Then, at 27 years old, when I opened Brutal Iron Gym, uh, everything did flip quite a bit. Uh, when I started the business, I now all of a sudden personal development became, holy crap, I'm way behind. <laughs> uh, now, I had decent personal development from interacting with clients. When you interact with people and you have to be somebody that somebody wants to be around, uh, you do learn very quickly ways in which to speak, ways in which to listen, which is actually more important than speaking, and how to manage yourself, how to handle yourself, how to interact with others. So that way people actually don't mind being around you. Uh, so I, I was already okay in that area. But I had a lot of personal development yet to go. And I still have a lot more that I want to do. Uh, but it has become my number one focus. 
So 16 to 18 was training, 18 to 27 was nutrition, and 27 to now is personal development. I just want to be a better person, and I want to be successful in business, because if I'm successful in business, I get to help more people. I want to be the best person I can be, and I want to help others be the best person they can be. That's that's it. Like That's what I want. That's a summary of what I want in life. And the more I can do that, uh, the more successful I'm going to feel. And I feel that learning more about how to be a better person in order to maximize what my opportunities and potential is, the, the better I can then help others do that. So that is my number one focus now is I do personal development as much as I can. I listen to sermons. I listen to audiobooks throughout the day. Anytime I'm doing a mindless task, if I'm cooking, doing the dishes, doing anything that I, I'm not also talking to Meredith. Like if I'm cooking but Meredith's in the room, I would talk to Meredith. <laughs> uh, but if I'm by myself, you know, cutting grass, doing other things, I'll, have, I'll be listening to an audiobook or a sermon because I want that opportunity. Uh, I listen to a minimum of 20 minutes a day, but it's probably more so like 40 minutes plus every day. And I love it. I'm addicted to it. I'm definitely an information junkie ever since I was 16 years old. Uh, I just like learning as much as I possibly can and then implement the things that I think are helpful, see if they are helpful, and then modify it as I go. I just want to maximize this life. I want to get to the end of my life and have absolutely no doubts that I gave it my best. I like I joke with Meredith and I've talked with friends before, like um, like closest friends, that I want to get to heaven and have God go, well, holy crap, I didn't think you were gonna do all that. <laughs> so if I can surprise God at the end of my life, then I know I did a good job. <laughs> That's kind of the idea is uh, the more I focus on being a better self, the more everything goes well in life. And uh, that's been a huge learning mo- moment for me and I've, I've absolutely loved it. Now, with nutrition, how I manage life with nutrition and training, now it's the same as before. I look for quick and convenient foods during the day. I cook at night, uh, and I use time blocks. So that is one element that is different from when I was 18 to 27 versus 27 to now, time blocks. What this means is instead of counting my day in 24 hours, I just count it per five to six hours. So if I get up, like right now, I've been getting up at 5.30 in the morning. So from 5.30 to about uh, 10 or 11, I know how many calories and grams of protein I should have. From 11 to about 4 to 5, I know how many calories and uh, grams of protein I should have. Then from 5 until I go to bed, I know how many calories and grams of protein I should have. So I only count per section of the day. So at 6 o'clock at night, I'm not counting anymore about what I was doing at 6 a.m. Per five to six hours, I hit my targets and I move on mentally. Uh, Now, when I start my day at 5.30, which is most often, it's the way I love because it it gets me a good solid two to three hours before the rest of the world wakes up and gets in my way. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is when you're talking about how do you manage healthy nutrition, how do you manage exercise and training, get up. Like, get your butt up out of bed and do some things for yourself before the world wakes up and gets in the way. It is much, much harder to get your training in once everyone else in the world is awake. If you can get up and get your training in early, 
you're going to be way more consistent. You're also going to be way more proactive uh, throughout your day. And if you get sleepy at you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, and you end up going to bed between 9.30 and 10, you probably weren't doing anything productive at that time anyhow. Who the hell does anything productive at 9 or 10 at night? Yeah, I know there are people who do, <laughs> but it's not as common as it is if people were to just go to bed when they're tired between 9 and 10 at night get up early 5 6 a.m and now you have a good two or three hours to focus on yourself you can get a good breakfast in you can even prep food i would do a quick breakfast i would work out and then i would prep food for the day and now all of a sudden you're set you're ready to go you got your whole day sorted out settled and prepped and ready anxiety is much lower consistency for training and nutrition is much higher you're gonna have just a better overall quality of life i am far less grumpy in conversations when I've already taken care of my nutrition and training because if I haven't, I spend the whole day going, well, when am I going to train? When am I going to train? Somebody comes and asks me a question. I'm like, get the hell away from me. I, have, I'm, I haven't trained yet. I still got to get time to train. If I take five minutes to talk to you, I have five minutes less to get my training in somewhere. There's just more crap comes and gets in the way. So I really would recommend getting your, your nutrition and training early in the day. And then asking yourself that question every day is, when will I fit my training in? So some nutrition tips for managing life along with nutrition and training goals. Nutrition, what I see often in clients is stop buying so many damn foods, like when you go grocery shopping. Have an idea of two or three options for breakfast, two or three options for lunch, two or three options for dinner, and just buy those foods over and over again. Often when I look at clients' um, food journals, the clients that don't do well at hitting their targets, they eat random food every damn day for every meal. Their breakfast, they'll have five days in a row, the breakfast looks different. Maybe one day they have um, you know, eggs, oats, and a banana. The next day they have eggs and a banana because they ran out of oats. They go buy more oats, but by Friday they're out of bananas, so they only have the eggs and the oats and they don't have the banana. And it's like, for the love of God, just know what you need each week, buy the damn food, and make it easier for yourself. Like, don't be so reactive every day because you haven't prepared. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Say, here's two or three things I would eat for breakfast. Here, two or three things I'd eat for lunch. Two or three things I'd eat for dinner. What do I need for seven days worth of those foods? Buy that once a week. Done. You can make it easier by using Amazon and Instacart. Uh, If those things are available to you, I know they're not available in every country, uh, but in America, like we have Amazon, we have Instacart in most uh, urban areas uh, that you're going to be able to do use those services to help you if you have them available if you don't have them available then just anytime you go grocery shopping don't just walk in there and randomly pick up shit like plan your day again say what are the two or three things i'd eat for breakfast two or three things i'd eat for lunch two or three three or things i'd eat for dinner two or three maybe snacks good healthy snacks during the day and then only buy those things but buy seven days worth of those things it's just it is infuriating to watch people miss out on their best life because they're not doing something that simple. Oh, it's depressing, it's sad, it's frustrating because I want everybody to be happy, I want best freaking life for everybody. And they're just eating completely randomly and then they're very sad, very frustrated that they're not making progress. And it's like, well, what the hell? Like, 
This is something you can do that will help you make progress. Why, why aren't we doing it? You know, like that's one of the great things about Chat GPT is you can use use it to make grocery shopping lists if you want. There's so much artificial intelligence out there now that you don't even have to do half this crap on your own. You can get something to help you, like technology to help you with that. And then the last tip for nutrition is to prep ahead. Plan your food that you're going to have today, yesterday. (laughs) So that means today you're going to plan for tomorrow. Then tomorrow you're going to plan for the next day. But today, right now, say, okay, what am I having for breakfast tomorrow? What am I doing and where will I be for lunch? What can I have? What am I doing? Where will I be for dinner? What can I have? Plan your day. Be, Be more proactive and intentional with what you're doing. Be less reactive. Training tips, ask yourself that question every single day. When will I fit my training in? Set a goal for the week. Do you have four workouts per week? Do you have three workouts per week? Whatever it is, try to plan them out. And then throughout the week, if something gets in the way of a training session, then you have to make some concessions and try to fit it in later in the week. But throughout the week, you have to manage that accordingly and make smart trades. So often people miss their training because they're doing something that is not important. You're like, oh, you know, I have 40 minutes, I could train, but yeah, you know, I got to organize this drawer in the, in the kitchen. My cupboard looks kind of, you know, awkward. There's food stuck on the stove. Maybe I could scrape that off. What the hell are you doing? Don't do any of that shit. Go work out. Catch all that crap later on. Like, make sure you're doing your highest priority things first. Say, what matters more for my future? Whether there's some crap on the oven versus me getting a workout in today or not. Now, yes, we do have to clean the oven. We do have to do laundry. We do have to do some other things. We have to tidy things up. But it's better when we have larger chunks of time to get bigger, higher priority elements in and then fit in the smaller little weird stuff in the nooks and crannies of the day when you can But be very intentional with your time and your efforts. Always, always choose what is the most important thing I can do right now, not what seems most important. What is most important for me to have the life I want next year, in five years, in ten years? How can I take this next amount of time, this next 10 minutes, 20 minutes, hour, and how can I make that impactful for my life in five years from now? That's what we want to focus on. What's important, not what's urgent. And then for personal development, for education, anything you want to learn more about, uh, early morning reading or before bed reading. Get up in the morning, read some books, you know, do what you got to do, journal. Before bed, you can do that. Uh, audio books, use audio things throughout the day during mindless tasks. And you can also get in discussions with friends. Uh, that can be motivating and help with accountability is to have a friend who also wants to better themselves and say, hey, why don't we read the same book or why don't we watch this next video or listen to this next book and together and let's talk about it. You know, let's talk next Friday at noon 
and we'll kind of chit-chat about what you learned from it, and I'll talk about what I learned from it and how we were able to apply that throughout the past week. Just incorporate it into your regular life by doing it early morning or right before bed, listen to audio stuff during the day, and maybe even bringing friends in on the, the task as well. So I hope today was helpful in the sense of giving you an idea of the transitions I've been through in my life and the things I focus on so that way I can be consistent. Since I've been 16 years old, even when I was trying to starve myself, I was still intentional with my nutrition. So I was still adherent to what I wanted to do nutrition-wise, right? Even if it was the wrong thing. But from 16 to 40, every single day, everything I've put in my face, I've paid attention to whether this was helpful or harmful. Since I was 16 till I'm 40, 24 years, I have only missed seven days of training twice. So for 24 years, I've only taken a week off two different times. Other than that, I've trained probably a minimum of three or four times a week for 24 years. How would I fit that in for 24 years through all stages of life? It's by being intentional. It's unfortunate, but we have a choice in life whether we want to live our best life or we want to live a comfortable life. Those two don't have to be mutually exclusive. But often we are faced with choices that are absolutely opposing. Do I lay on the couch and take a 30-minute nap or do I go work out? Do I, at the end of a very long, miserable, tired day, stand at the stove and cook food? Or order takeout? Do I sleep in or get up and get my workout in before the rest of the world wakes up? Every single day you will face choices to be comfortable or to make progress. You do not have to say no to comfort all of the time, but you do have to say no to comfort a lot of the time. I do not make the most comfortable choices every day. I make choices that I believe will build the future I want. Even if in the moment I don't really want to do that. And that's just the reality that we face is in order for us to live our best life, we don't always get to do the best things in regards to comfort and ease. This is why stress management is so important. Why I focus on stress management in my life And with all of my clients, I talk about it as often as it comes up. The less stressed you are from all other elements of life, the more energy, effort, and give a crap you're going to have to do the things you're supposed to be doing. If you're crazy stressed at work or in relationships or finances, you're not going to give a crap about training. You're not going to care about eating a meal. You're overwhelmed. You're stressed. Try your best to manage stress. How you can do that is to pay attention to what your priorities are in life and make your decisions according to your priorities. Then you have a lot less guilt about missing elements that you're like, crap, now I feel like a piece of crap because I didn't work out today. Or crap, now I feel like a piece of crap because I ate something that wasn't good for me. But managing stress is overwhelmingly a missed area for most people. If you want to be better at nutrition and training, manage stress. 
Don't look for the next diet or the next training program. Manage stress. We have a recent podcast, number 1901. It's an in-depth podcast with Meredith, uh, my wife, and we talk about how to manage stress when pursuing new goals. Please go check that out. I really do think you're going to like that, and it offers a lot of good tips. Then we have a couple other ones that if you want to write these down, I think they're helpful as well. We have podcast 1672 is a nutrition podcast titled Managing Nutrition Tracking Related Stress. So if you would like to be more consistent with tracking your nutrition in the food app, but it's stressing you out, podcast 1672 would help. You can access all of our older podcasts by going to our website, www.brewlarengym.com. On the website, we have a podcast player that goes back 300 episodes. And then underneath the player, we have instructions on how to find older podcasts, whether you're on a laptop or a mobile device. So podcast 1,672 would be great to check out. We have podcast 1,547, which is Mindset, Minimize Stress by Doing the Minimum. How can we catch our breath? How can we catch up but not fall behind? Do the absolute minimum in each category till you catch up emotionally and mentally and then start pushing again. And you can learn about that in podcast 1,547. So those podcasts absolutely will help. Podcast 1,901, go listen to that first. Then you can listen to podcast 1,672 if you have stress related to tracking food in a nutrition app. Or podcast 1,547, just learning how to do the minimum to catch up emotionally and mentally so then you can start pushing forward and harder, uh, more intensely into your goals. I hope the podcast was helpful. I appreciate you listening, and I hope that anytime you ever listen to the podcast, there's something you get to take away from it that makes your life healthier and happier and closer to what you want your ideal life to be. If you need anything, just reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you want to work with me as a client, we're offering free 15-minute consultations right now. You can just ask for that via email, brutalironjim at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, www.brutalironjim.com. Go to the one-on-one services page, and there's a link there. You can sign up for the 15-minute consultation as well. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.